0: going on y'all welcome back to another episode of the rock report um and this one i got my homeboy search he's the founder of the wavy yeah, movement um anything you want to say to the people
1: uh first i want to say i appreciate you bro for connecting and uh allowing us that this opportunity to um just educate inspire you know just conversate about topics that we feel important and just thank you for anyone who's tuning in and uh considering and just hearing out the
0: message thank you for supporting man, I want to thank you for being on, guys. So um, Serge, man, he's this guy. When I first met this guy, you know, i was I was obviously blown away by this guy's physique. Like he had the best body I had seen in a very long time, like no homo here. But um, you know, you gotta give Debbie where credit is due. So like when I first seen you, bro, I noticed like, dude, you had like this incredible shape. And not only behind it, when you see guys in shape, you just automatically assume they might be assholes. or like, he just loves you. He probably arrogant. <laughs> when I first met you, man, your personality was completely the opposite. It's like, wow, this guy's a real gentle human being. Like, a real genuine gentle, like, sympathetic, empathetic you know, down-to-earth type of guy. You know, and like, you know, you're just from the way you live your lifestyle, the way you carry yourself, man, like, you know, making healthier choices. Um, I just want to know, like, Growing up, like, what was your motivation, like, what, what kind of, like, you know, led you down this path, you know, to, like, better health?
1: I feel, you know, a lot of times the situation the circumstances we put in life is what inspires us to, to figure out the things or, ma- or educate us in the ways that we educate ourselves. And for me, growing up in Ukraine, you know, uh, seeing my family die front of me to drugs, alcohol, to seeing my mom starving my sister, you know, to death in front of me it's kind of like these things you know they created uh situations that I was in I was sleeping outside I was going through orphanage system two years and when I came to America it was like like yo you went through all this stuff it's like somebody shook me you know yeah. and then they got me wow. to this much more stable environment and I'm kind of like damn where's the chaos and then after I had to integrate myself into it I feel like in life you know we make these big decisions big, and we have to find a way to integrate this change, this knowledge, this understanding into life. And sometimes that to me was, I feel I always had the inspiration because I always went through so much. I would I would always tell myself, like, what do you need inspiration for, bro? You are grateful. You are blessed right here. You have a, a bed. Man, I didn't have a bed, my own bed, bro, until I was eight years old. Like wow. like my own bed. Like in an orphanage, we had six beds in one room. Like mm-hmm. a, it was just like, it was ridiculous to the point to where I didn't need to ask for inspiration. The inspiration was, was, you know, me persevering through the obstacles that I was in in life and finding always how to make something out of not much. And that's yeah. what I've always done. And when I met you, you know, I was trying my best, you know, at that point in time. You know, it was much different because I was still bodybuilding and I was creating this physique. It was interesting that now, you know, listening upon how you uh, said it, it was like I had this, it was hard shell but so soft in the interior. And it was, I was in a state of mind, you know, when I Back then, where I was trying to uh, tap into the gentleness for others, but but mm-hmm. portraying it as hardness. And in, in this yeah. ironic way, you know, <laughs> as a lot of masculine energy does, it wants to be like, that's kind like of like Gary Vee. You said what?
0: That's kind of like Gary Vee, you know, kind of like a yeah. hard shift, but a really gentle person, you know?
1: Yeah, but you know, it's, it's like, and then you could be direct and firm, but there's not a need to uh, be overly masculine. At that time, in my life, you know, I was so focused on creating this. Uh, you know, content look, content feeling, and content perception from other people of who I was instead of actually embodying that which I felt was authentic. And that was because I didn't really try to understand myself. And when I started understanding myself from the chemical point of view, like what's happening in my body when I intake foods, if the DNA is the information, I think we forget that DNA is information because if we start looking at things chemically, you know, we start seeing that from the chemical aspect, the being and the consciousness of the being has developed. And even right. from, from the point of atoms, and then the movement of atoms, even through physical movement, we are creating dysfunction and we're creating equilibrium in, in the functionality of the body. And all these things stress our thoughts, the way we talk to each other. And at the same time that uh, we were meeting, I was having a lot of changes that were just creating um, new things for me to consider. But the inspiration of it all was always that I didn't have things that most kids needed. I didn't have an opportunity to have an education until I was eight years old. And at that point, I did the best that I could to educate myself from all perspectives to see what is going on. Why did I come here? Why is it that I was the first or orphanage to come to America? I see all these 300, 400 kids being left behind. And I'm feeling this pressure, you know, to be great, to be this, but at the same time balancing the flow of well, what is my way's unique way? Maybe other people don't see it to be so grand grandiose, but it's impactful. And and just being humble to that point, but also having this motivation and inspiration to always want to do my best because I deserve to do my best. This is you and all of us.
0: So let me ask you this. Um, what was the transition like? You know, uh, you coming from a whole different country. Like, what was the transition like, you know, trying to fit in with other people <laughs> from like wanting to be like your own individual? Like, what was that like?
1: it was honestly well one it was it was intimidating because I had come and I was physically very uh small in comparison to a lot of other children because I was malnourished for years um I never I was when I was adopted at eight years old I was 42 pounds and 42 inches the same height mm-hmm. and weight so it was like I just and from that physical aspect from a mental point of view I didn't understand the language and I just looked like it looked like you know, somebody brought a puppy in, and everybody's trying to pet it. You know, and just so excited about it. And then <laughs> when, whenever you try to integrate, like you can't really relate to the kids. So, you know, like like you just came out of seeing hell six, eight years, and then you see, and everybody just chill and calm. You don't feel threatened. Like one of the things I used to do, man, is I used to gather food, and I used to put it in my closet because I was scared that I was not gonna have food, man. I used to hoard food because I was always used to not having food. And so like these these traits, I had to I had to unlearn and relearn because i had to get out of survival mode yeah. because survival mode will, will have you thinking at the expense of other people for benefiting yourself mm-hmm. for the lack of it's a lack of mentality i feel a lot of times and when we get out of that mentality we see that there's abundance that there. i don't actually have to try to eat at the expense of the other person that if we both eat yeah. then if i don't got it this day he might have it the next day we we get to eat again so
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> That's what's up, man. And the reason why I asked you that, because I know for me personally, like um, that transition didn't happen till like I was about like 16 when I realized like, you know, it's like, yo, f- really just fuck trying to be, you know, fit in with everybody. Like, you know, I am who I am at the end of the day. And so like that path for me, really, that pathway started to shift, you know, towards the end of high school. Like when I wanted to be my own individual, like, you know, I noticed you got books behind you and like, you know, diving into books, that's a journey within itself right there so like when did you like start finding like literature or start seeking like outside advice from like other people
1: education uh and when i was eighth i mean sorry when i was second grade education really was one of the most driving factors so for me it started every year until fifth grade i had to go to summer school to catch up every day i would be in esl english standard language class you know i was or english second language class and so i had to go to Huntington Learning Center two three times a week extra for three hours and had to do my – I mean, I'll put in the time. And so I started realizing that education allowed me to have perspectives and understanding of myself in relation to all around and the interrelatedness of everything. And I would pick up these pieces, but there would be times where, you know, it's like there's so much perspectives out here, and you don't really know what what is true until you do it. And sometimes, yeah. you know, it might take you shit in ways that you don't never expect, you know? One might have to go to jail to learn that something. Literally. To, yeah. Yo, and your and legs so, might
0: have to get cut off.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, might get, have to get in a car accident to know that you got to put it in your seatbelt. So sometimes, you know, it depends how we learn. And I, I didn't always learn, you know, just from the education and the books. And so then it took me in the path. But I think that in high school, really. It is when I really felt the most inspired to consider other perspectives of life besides just what is taught in, in school. And for me, at first, it was through the Christian faith. And then it ultimately turned into looking into Native American way of life. Not you know, I had an interesting experience where I lived 49 days in a primitive retreat, uh, junior year, going into junior year of high school. So that opened up my mind even more from the Christianity that I was experiencing. So <laughs> yeah. at that point of education, I just wanted to educate myself on how are all these systems of beliefs interrelated and what is it that they're ultimately trying to teach us?
0: Exactly. So what you was right there, what you was trying to do, you was trying to take your focus off of the fingers and you were trying to see the moon that those fingers were pointing at. Like, okay, what are we what are what what are we what is it here? What's what's the thing, <laughs> right? So you try to find the thing and that's why I wish more people would wake up to, like, yo, like just because you believe in this, somebody on the other side of this ball believes in something totally different and you have to take that into consideration you know so it's like
1: if we, were stays, we, have, we have to what's evolve true.
0: out of our like narrow-minded point of views man so it's like that was huge for you to come from somewhere else and integrate yourself into like a foreign culture and not have a like narrow-minded perspective be able to open yourself up a bit and i think in the, at the end of the day man as young as you are it really makes you just that much more powerful you know just being able to operate and move like that and just kind of, like, carry that, that level of energy because, like, even when that's I moved the out there to Texas, bro, I had no clue, like, what my plan really was. I, I really didn't have a plan, but I had something deeper. I had faith moving out there. So I'm like, I just know I'm going to find my way, you know, and I ran into good people like you, you know, guys like Brady and, um, you know, people who just wanted the best for me, you know, people who wanted to help out, and that's what happens, like, you know, when you when you carry a certain, like, level of energy with everything that you do and just... And take other people's perspective into consideration. That's all I did with the people I, I spent time with, you know. So that's dope. What's
1: about sharing sharing <laughs> that wisdom, you know? It's like we can only I think so many so many people are and I sometimes get in this idea is like we want to hold ideas or we want to only present ideas or we can benefit or gain from it, but we don't realize that every time we connect with somebody, we are having an opportunity to almost plan for or almost understand that which we have experienced from different lenses mm. and not to say that i don't think that we always we need the external validation sometimes but it's uh, <laughs> it's almost like hey you're not insane you know somebody else yeah hey, a, hey, yes. somebody else is understanding this <laughs> perspective and For it's sure. connecting to the dot
0: exactly man because i believe there's a there's a you know there's objective truth and then there's like a universal truth right you know there's what you there's what you personally believe like i personally believe that what goes around comes around, but then there's universal truths like, um like gravity. Like, bro, if I jump off this building, I'm going down. Like, period. <laughs> no matter what I believe, type shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, the <laughs> law of consequence.
0: With any action so, like, comes reaction. React this as well, man, because I know also like, you know, deciding to like monetize your lifestyle and and, like, you know, put more content out here on the internet. I know that's a, that's a leap of faith within, within itself. Um, when did you realize that that was, like, an opportunity to expand yourself, or be, like, more who you more of who you are?
1: Um. So, this Instagram, the Wavy Movement, which was it has been changed a few times, the handle, but it was founded on, on January of 20, uh, January 22, 2019, so about a year ago, and it was, like, a month before that, I had went vegan, I had, uh, kind of a lot of stuff in my life I had like ended actually training bodybuilding I was like what am I doing I'm destroying my joints my back like if I want to work out I need to utilize that which makes sense that is what's intentional not habitual (laughs) so at that point about a year ago I really realized how is it that I can bring people my knowledge my wisdom my experience and share and collaborate with them well why don't I create a movement or community and then create that a platform and move it to a website which has blogs has recipes has herbal cellular regenerations and I could be a service to everyone that if someone wants to ultimately have a transition or a change in their life I can facilitate them entirely through it and and provide the resources for them and there there is no excuse
0: damn (laughs) hey and I've seen your site man you're doing your thing man you really add a lot of value um what's the handle for
1: it it's uh thewavymovement.com
0: okay, I'll make sure I, you know, it's probably on the screen right now um, <laughs> in this recording, so um, yeah, man, that's dope, man, you're really bringing a lot of value, and I, all I got to tell you, and you probably already noticed that, it's just a matter of time, like, consistency, you know, it's, that's the name it of the game is. at the end of the day, loving your game, you already won, like, loving what you do, loving who you are, loving what you teach, loving what you bring to the table, you already won over the next man who's probably just in it for the money, like, I thought I was going to be, like, a fitness coach, bro. I thought that was for me. Like, I had a website telling people, like, yeah, I can help you get in shape just because I had lost, like, 40, 50 pounds. I was feeling like an expert guru, right, (laughs) trying to make money off people. I was a scumbucket, like, you know what I mean? I I didn't love that game. I didn't really love that process. So I burnt out, you know? But, like,
1: it's no wonder
0: why I've been, like, you know, reaching out to people or like doing podcasts or just putting out the content I've been putting out consistently for a year now, it's no wonder because this is what I enjoy. This is what I love. I, you can't get burnt out from something that you love.
1: No. You know? I, I definitely understand that. And I think that's like you said, is is you will get burnt out if you're doing something you don't love. And and I feel innately that which we don't need is like <coughs> the snake shedding the skin, you know? It's the old season, the old stuff, you've learned what you needed from it but now it must go. And you know, sometimes it's like Life is an interesting way of just sometimes getting us to the next chapter or what happens and we must either adapt. I think that's one thing I've done in my life. I've always been able to adapt and people know me that they know that I've changed so much. I've adapted from the understanding of my newest experiences Mm -hmm. and also from the wisdom of what I have experienced. And then with that connection of what I have experienced and being present, open-minded to experience what is happening, we know, without having this preconception of it, without having a limitation of what it could be or a limitation Mm -hmm. that. Yo, this person, oh, he's doing this, so he must be angry, or he probably doesn't care about me. It's like, it's not situational, you know? Like, I must give people respect and love and allow it to be with that which it is. People are gonna choose to choose how and act how they're gonna act, right. but I must allow that to be just to see the potential of what is capable. I, I don't feel to walk around people and, and think that I can't learn something from people or that I can't, you know, interact with people in a positive way because we have so much to share and mm-hmm. collab with. And that's what I feel like. This this new trend in business to me is not about for me I can hide all this information and try to like monetize it but that's what I realized is like nobody can be that which we are you know no, you can have all the information but you can't carry out like someone else you can't be the crazy man you can't remember it you can't facilitate in the same manner so it's like nothing to be held of like holding this content and being like oh I don't want them to get it because they'll never be you and and I'll never be them and so I just do the best that I can by sharing all the stuff that I know not expecting and then also providing even a further facilitation of that if necessary because sometimes people just need accountability they just want someone just to be there just someone to relate to
0: no doubt about it man yeah i mean you just nailed it that's what it's about like giving with no expectation like that's (laughs) that's a a (laughs) spiritual game within itself like because i believe to a degree you're still playing the game of karma you ultimately know intrinsically that you will get what you give like yes. the world, it's like it's like how oxygen works. Like if you try to hold your breath, the only thing you end up doing is losing it. It's gonna come out of you because that's the natural give and take about life. You can't hold it all for yourself. You have to give some of it away at some point, and then it'll come back to you. Like so, like like you said, I used to try to like hold on to this information or try to make money off of it. When I realized, hey man, look, it's here for everybody. I can be that source for you though. I can be that. I can be a resourceful person. I can be a go-to. I can. I can establish that relationship with you where you respect me for providing this information for you, you know. So um, that's when I really learned the power of like personal branding and like what it means to be that person who somebody can reference. Like, yo, such and such taught me or told me, you know, it's just that word of mouth conversation about this individual at the end of the day. Because what I learned from Gary Vee is the person who acts first in any exchange loses. If you're the person who's asking, you're the person who's losing. The person who gets asked has all the leverage. I can tell you no, or I can make you be my little bitch for it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so you're trying to get a better position in somebody else's company or you're trying to get ask them for a raise or something like that. But when you're doing things on your own term, you know, you're not asking anybody for nothing. You've already built you a personal brand. Brands are going to reach out to you and say, hey, Serge, um, we've noticed that, you know, you get this amount of t- t- attention. We want We would like to know. If it was possible in your schedule, you know, it's like these details like <laughs> come at you with that type of respect off of just the work that you already put in, being that source for so many different people, you know. So now they can vouch for you, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're the finger that they're pointing, the you know, they're you're the object that the finger is pointing at now. So like that's that's just an amazing um, opportunity. That I feel like we all have, bro. So like I just want to you know congratulate you for just. Bro, being I it's, yeah, yeah, dog. It's, me, I say it very too.
1: humbly, but I'm truly grateful for it. In, in, in the development of my business, at first, like you, I wanted to make a fitness industry, a fitness brand. The thing is that what I realized in trying to create the vision, like you were saying, the dependency. You know, when I have to depend on someone else to create a project with them, sometimes, you know, that stops me from creating things. It stops me from uh, moving forward. And that's one thing I realized is when you want to make something happen, you're going to be presented with all the opportunities. Like for me, I had to, I got opportunity. I got a laptop. I had to learn how to run a website. I got a camera. So then I have to wait on nobody to take a picture. Right. Of I had to, I had to <laughs> learn how to take pictures of my own products. So like everything slowly, like if I, anything that I needed to, you know, you have an opportunity to present it, to learn the skill necessary to present your art in this way, or, you know, change the way you present art, change your art form. And I think that that's a beautiful thing that we learn that it sometimes might start with ourselves or might cultivate through a few projects but i learned very quickly is that people aren't going to invest as much into you as you invest into yourself unless they see that you've already invested in yourself
0: yeah they have to see that you got something going for yourself like my little cousin earlier he was bothering me like hey i want to do a video with you man let's do a video right now i demand a video right now he like maybe eight years <laughs> old, but he saw me on youtube and he's determined to get a video i'm like have you built a brand for yourself He like no <laughs> I'm like, well, how about you build something for yourself and then people start inviting you on their shows? <laughs> he was like, All right. So He's saying, I guess you, know, you're you gonna go start making to? his videos and build his little audience. I'm like, that's how you do it. Like build something for yourself first, and then other people just gonna want to kind of like help you along that journey.
1: Like mutual mutual branding and coming together of audiences, you know, for a similar purpose. I think that's that's what we're doing. We're just bridging the gap, connecting it all because if you know it's something about humanity, a lot of times we always start and I myself am guilty of for some reason, the society trend is to find what's different about people. You know, like when we walk, we look at like, Oh, this person's ugly. Or like we say, Oh, this person's got these, these shoes. It's like we're trying to find difference. We're the difference. We never just trying to appreciate the, excuse me, the unique perspective that that, which that person is and where they come from. And why is it that they was, why is it that they have this hairstyle, you know? And I think that that's, that's one thing that I have let go of so much in this in this world and now I look at it in from a of a, a front in a business end, you know, what's gonna happen, how much money am I gonna give from this person or have they done things, but who is this person authentically? Can we do something even if they're not popping or anything big, like what can we right. bring out to the community? What kind of vibes and what are we talking about? And if we can what I do, learned I bottom think-
0: line is you will never you're never gonna know somebody completely just from experiencing that person in one moment. That's yeah. just a snapshot of that person. Uh, I don't care if you've seen them with a, with a rip in their pants. Like, you can't just put determine who they are from that moment, from that stream. Like, I the closest person to you don't even know you, like, they because they're, they're not even in your head. So it's like, you can't, you just can't think you know people. Like, so like you said, we got to start really looking for the uniqueness in, in certain individuals and the thing that really makes them them, you know what I mean?
1: and accept that you know without trying to change it and also that's one of my things is, uh, is you know it's like anything. It's like our mind always wants to relate to this I- idea of what we think is normal you know i think someone right. with skinny jeans is a little like feminine i'm like oh but it's like why does it even matter you know like why like what part of myself because you know everything that we say externally is internally already thought of generated or produced or accepted to be true that's why you know we're trying to Make these uh, connections to relate to, but it's like at the point we you know having no or no preconception, and just me allowing that person to be the person. I think it's beautiful. It always works out in the end. Everything will come to light. I mean, it's gonna show itself, you know. And I think that's the fear of humanity and myself too sometimes that, well, damn, I'm trying to protect myself from not getting hurt. I'm trying to protect myself from never having a bad business interaction. Or, but you can't put. That's that's gonna create that energy.
0: Wow, that's exactly. I think I think it was Charles Darwin who said, like, that's the mistake that humans make. He said they seek they seek to look for like uh, experiences that make them happy and they tend to avoid unhappiness. But he said the the problem with that is it's the it's the unhappiness or the not so pleasurable experiences that makes a person stronger that creates the characters. You know, the legends throughout history are the people who went through the most shit. Guys like Eric Thomas said that, you know, he turned his strange relationship with his father into a best selling book. Or his strange relationship with his dad into he a best. He was best-selling homeless. Book. He converted that pain into the thing that made him who he is. So it's like, how can you live life avoiding unpleasure or unhappiness? You can't. You can't like,
1: Mark Passia said it best. He said, You either accept existence or you you expect resistance. And so that's you know we got to accept everything i I never say you know i don't got to kiss everyone's feet and whatnot but you know i can just allow everyone to be that which they are without feeling like i gotta mug them or you know or feeling like i gotta do something expensive it's like we just we we see somebody down we see somebody not having something it's like like, even if nobody else gave them something like what is three dollars gonna do for us like it's not gonna hurt you Like, like it's at the end of the day i mean that's how i see it from a perspective of it's not necessarily creating. I think we're just scared to lose. We feel like if we give, we're losing. And therefore, that is the whole poverty mindset. Everything is held. If I give you love, you're going to manipulate me, you know? But it's like this openness has to be there. And this is trust. And I think that's mm-hmm. a society we're doing that. We're, we're not trying to enclose everything, make everything seem like it's for the benefit of an individual. Yes, individuals do benefit in a society that's geared towards the collective but we have to have a collective in mind if we are going to benefit, truly benefit on the individual.
0: For sure. For sure. And, you know, I think like, you know, when you go way back and this is going deep as hell, like when you go back to civilizations like the Sumerians and shit like that, like did those civilizations already understand that we had to think on a collective level in order to like thrive in the first place, you know, they had to be that way for us to even get here. Like, how the fuck the humanity how is? How are we still here? Unless, like, the majority of us have that or keep maintain a mindset like that that encompasses the good of all instead of the good of just the individual. So, this is why I appreciate, like, the greats, man, like the Charles Darwin's of the world, the, um, you know, the, the, the Galileos, the people who just dare to venture outside of common belief and give the world a new perspective. You know, um, I, I was reading, like, about the French Revolution um guys like um uh jean paul saint pierre um they were starting a new thought movement and they was like look man we don't want to believe in just religion that's not that's not just life like we should be able to think how we want to think you know so they started they knew that just they knew it was just another like life was just more than this bubble that's you know society was just trying to keep them in so i think that's another thing that people just need to consider so like Um, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, especially with those books behind you, like, what are some, who are some of your sources? Like, who do you go to for, like, information or inspiration or who's been the biggest mentor in your life?
1: So in having the connection, I'm glad that you asked me that question. Having a connection of, of all these different topics coming together, like, one thing that I first started off with movement. So the first guy was Nadia Aguilar, Functional Patterns. And he took an understanding of physics and he applied it to the gait cycle, understanding joint stacking, understanding that we're transverse, rotational beings that we throw, we walk, we run, we grab. And so, but we do it off two feet. And so incorporating that, that was the first start. And then in the food aspect, um, first few people is Dr. Sebi was one of them. There's a book called Walking with Dr. Sebi or My Journey with Dr. Sebi right here, (laughs) uh, Alberto Guerrero or Abelardo Guerrero, excuse me. Okay. And so I started with that one, and then I started reading Arnold Erick. Professor Arnold Erick, he was a professor in the 1890s, 1900s, who performed fasts on hundreds of people. He himself, in a 14-month period, fasted for 21 days, 24 days, 32 days, and 49 days. And, man, he was, like, walking. He was doing exercises while fasting. Like, he was, he was trying to test his body. And So Professor oh. Arnold Eric, Robert Morris was another one that was a naturopath of from like 1980s to now, modern day still. So in that movement and food aspect, those are those people. And then I started connecting, okay, you know, chemistry. Well, what about plants? Like you were even saying the Sumerians, all oh, we have a collective understanding. Like, why did they always used to sit in ceremonial and tribal gatherings over plant medicine or music? They always had these collective meetings. Nowadays, you see people in one or two, two people's settings, you know. Isolated, or if we're all together, what are we doing? We turning up? We listening to some yeah. uh, some low frequency music, you know? We just we're just escaping, or we doing some low frequency actions like we yeah. drinking alcohol. It's just like things that we're not we're not actually intentionalizing a collective gathering of energy to do something yeah. positive. Something Back in the day, wow. one of the things is that they use plant medicine in ceremonies. They use plant medicines, and what they would do is they would go into these other alternate dimensions, and ultimately they would say that they would actually plan out what who they were gonna attack. Where they were gonna move the tribe, or any decision they wanted to make, that they had actually go and in, in, in the, using the plant medicine, whether it be civilizations. That's incredible. Ayahuasca, hey, it hey, is. So who,
0: so who the hell discovered the shrooms? Because somebody lost some shrooms, dude.
1: <laughs> um, shrooms? Who's to say? Who's the European man or the white man? Who knows? I can't tell you that, but I know that the mushrooms been around in on a lot of different like civilizations. A lot of their here. Uh, I say hieroglyphs and a lot of their documents this has been around forever i mean we even see that i was watching guy and i know guy people are like oh man don't watch guy but I mean, psychedelic they were talking about even cannabis plant cannabis being the first psychedelic plant the first plant of plant medicine plant that right. allowed people to gather in a temple spiritual way and to make communion because what they were saying shamans were is shamans were people that would take these plants and would go experience them and they would come back and they would relay all these things and yes. they would have these geometrical connections they never had they would have an uh, understanding of, of new inventions science technology and it's like who's giving these things Who like <laughs> when people take mushrooms, they say like uh, terrence mckenna is one of the other guys uh, that i really uh really enjoy too i've been i watched a lot of his videos archaic revival by terrence mckenna i watched a lot of his videos before i started reading him in his books and he's telling us how you know, in his experience with psilocybin and DMT, DMT which is a natural uh, chemical compound found in our body and released in crazy race when we die, this this right. one is actually he was saying that there was these beings almost coming up with him with new technologies, and, and my own experiences are similar. But beings of in like showing stuff that we would never connect on our own on our own psychic, and it's like what Damn. parts of the psychic is this saying about it. But my thing is that I always wanted to see what makes humans human and is this a limitation of other humans knowing how humans work or is it truly because we haven't evolved at that point yet and that's why sure. i wanted to and start reading this I, first. I imagine
0: us one day living in a world where uh you know psil- the psilocybin experience is just just <laughs> a part of culture like it's not just like this 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 underground thing like it's just going to be a Definitely. natural thing especially when it's legal in the next decade or so um because it takes time for these things to get normalized but it's coming. It's like no way around it. You know, so it's too many health benefits. It's healing too many people. It's making too many lives better. And that's just going to it's just going to multiply. So I feel like as 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 civil as civilization gets more mature, um, this will just be a more common thing. Like we'll get to really like have more high level conversations because of it. even guys like Steve Jobs. Like this is becoming a common practice over in Silicon Valley, as you mentioned, like these guys are they they're very hip to the creative power that these 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 plants can offer so like um i I say don't overdo it like for me i'll personally do it maybe like once a year you know just to just to have that experience again just to you know get that validation again you know talk to the universe whatever you need to do um whatever you spiritually believe in but like for me it's almost like a recharge so um even when you listen to guys like joe rogan you know he's like yo like (laughs) this shit is just late kind of catching up but eventually society will get there
1: but it's good that it's happening because, you know, psilocybin, and Terrence McKenna says as well, it teaches us a lot about language. It's like whenever we're in psychedelics, sometimes it's like it allows us to, to in a sense, communicate or observe or experience, however, or reflect upon our subconscious mind, that which is a, a below our awareness, traumatic experiences. A lot of these things are brought up and for us to heal in ways that we might not have been able to in, in our psyche because it's connecting parts of our brains And it's letting go of just this aspect of rationality or this aspect of restricting experience because it doesn't understand, so it doesn't want to understand. It's almost like when you come in the the experience and you have these preconceptions, (laughs) whatever even intention we have, we can almost (laughs) say that it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Because whatever the medicine wants to teach you, aka almost the medicine and you in this balance, will be that which is needed. But I feel the beautiful thing is that people are now at least being open-minded to it it's going away from being demonized and yeah. thinking it's like the devil and actually realizing that it comes from source it comes sure. from source Whatever the source of existence life is intelligence consciousness and, and it's giving us an ability to communicate directly within ourselves and, and, and other existence of whether you want to call them entities energy presences or you know beings you know frequencies, sounds however you want to identify it but it's connecting things that we wouldn't connect and i feel like like you said people that really have innovated things and have connected things on levels that people that wouldn't take plant medicine wouldn't because of the fact that they took that route and and now the thing is that we have a direct experience we don't have to wait through a shaman to tell us what's happening there we can we can find a way to take those beautiful mushrooms and find a way to experience that directly to see, well, are they lying to us? Are they telling right. us this? Because, you know, that's the thing about shamanism. It could be like that, you know. You're relying on somebody to tell you that, which you feel could be very precious information. But that's up to their discretion. For sure, man. I, and like
0: You know, with, our, with life being, like, just so limited for, like, the average human being, like, you know, a fucking piano can fall on my head tomorrow and I'm gone. Like that's why I say like it's it's important to just spend, you know, the time that you have here now, just just be figuring out ways to be happy, like forgetting other people's judgment. Cause like you'll just lose sight of the overall thing if you're just too worried about how people view you. So I appreciate the fact that people are becoming more open minded to like experiences like this, like you know, starting to not really give a fuck about you know traditional thought and just kind of <laughs> stepping out into their own, realizing that look, this life experience is completely limited. You'll be gone one day. Um, There's just, there's, there's, there's things that you can experience that, you know, people might tell you otherwise, but you have to have that experience for yourself to like, like, that's like, if I told you about the, about, about honey, like, yo, let's say you never knew about honey. I could tell you all I want about it, but until you actually taste some honey and experience honey, then the conversation is really just pointless. You know what I mean? You're not even going to know what I'm talking about. Like we we're really both wasting our time and shit for real i was like but i appreciate that becoming like you know just just more common you know so but man i definitely um man i definitely thank you for just you know you know coming on and just spilling your thoughts bro um i just want to ask like is anything you just want to like lead the people with like just one final thought anything that you like just you know just want them to know or just like carry from this point on
1: first of all i appreciate you for having me and for anyone tuning in and just considering you know other perspectives and for me if i could tell anybody anything as always is to trust yourself to trust that you're going to do everything that you need to do and sometimes it's, it's scary sometimes you got to fall you know sometimes you got to you got to you got to see the end of your beliefs and your emotions you got to see the product of what you built before you see that mm-hmm. it doesn't work sometimes you got to build the house before you knew that the foundation wasn't good or that one wall wasn't built to the same standard as the other. And sometimes it's like that, you know, and you got to go in and repair it. And it's not, sure. it's not linear. Growth isn't linear. Growth. I think we, we've got, we've started to realize this, that we can't look at growth as being linear. It's not like our age of years that, Oh, just cause I'm this year now, I'm this much more mature. Right. <laughs> when is went up. It's like, it just happens at the rate that it happens. Just as a snake's going to sh- shed his skin at the rate that it sheds his skin, I too shall become enlightened. And that's, That's how I feel. It's just, it is, you know, and I'm here present and intentionally doing the best that I can. And all these perspectives will be given to me. And through my experience, my wisdom and my intuitive feelings, thoughts and emotions, which are ultimately derived from the same thing, my thoughts, which I think thoughts are interesting because I think that thoughts can be almost looked at as entities. Because they come they come as, come as, out as real life. Even our words, they're coming out as life. They're becoming almost something solid in a sense. For sure. And so at this point, just always to be mindful of what we do, how we take care of ourselves. And if we don't understand ourselves, we'll never be able to understand anything else or anyone else. And that's one thing that I've strived to implicate in my life and to inspire others to do the same.
0: Thanks, man. Hey, I appreciate it, brother. Hey, make sure y'all check out the wavy movement.com, man. That brother teaching a lot. Man. Giving a lot of value, man. Make sure y'all y'all go ahead and subscribe, man. Like I said, hey, thank you for
1: so Guru.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, man. We'll catch y'all in the next one.